Vera Payne. Illegal animal fighting makes headlines from time to time, with raids and arrests being made as part of an ongoing effort to stamp out one of the most brutal types of illegal activities. President of Animal Wellness Action Wayne Pacelli explains why animal fighting is so big and why Congress has got involved to curb it. Thanks for joining me, Wayne. Pleased to be with you. Tell me about this illegal animal fighting. What is going on here? Dog fighting and cockfighting are two of the most barbaric forms of, of spectator use of animals. Dogs or roosters are put in pits to face off against each other, goaded to cause them to fight. In the case of cockfighting, they have knives or curved ice picks called gas that are affixed to their legs. And despite its being outlawed in the first set of states in the first half of the 19th century, it continues to persist as a significant industry in the United States. Dogfighting is a bit of a different character, but cockfighting is a big global industry. And it's occurring even though in December of 2019, the United States passed a law, a federal law, to ban it everywhere in the country. And it had been holding on in some of the U.S. territories, such as Guam and Puerto Rico, but now it's criminalized there as well as in every state in the country. I'm more familiar with the dogfighting, and that's really because of Michael Vick. Back, I, know, I think, years ago, he was uh, had pleaded guilty for his involvement in dogfighting rings. And you hear a lot about dogfighting, so that's why a lot of people, their animals end up getting taken because they'll be used as bait in dogfights. So I hear more about that. I'm way more familiar with that. Cockfighting, man, is this something that's been on the surge, or has, has this always been very popular? You know, it's funny. You have these subcultures in society, and for those of us who don't have touches with those subcultures, we just are not aware of the depth uh, and level of engagement and involvement. And cockfighting is one of those things that's been around forever. It's been a really substantial activity, but its character has changed a little bit, but it's still significant. There are fights throughout the United States. There are underground fighting arenas. Uh, there are openly known pits in Oklahoma and in Kentucky and in Tennessee and a number of other states, but they're in dozens of our 50 states. What's happening, though, and what my organization, Animal Wellness Action, has really uncovered is a brisk trade of fighting birds from the United States shipped all over the world. So people who are involved in cockfighting in order to be aficionados in the industry have to have their birds perform well at derbies. Derbies are the organized set of fights that they enter into, and then we have spectators and gamblers who wager uh, on the fights. So in order to be a, a good cockfighter in terms of your ability, you have to win these derbies. And if you do, then you can sell your birds for as much as $3,000 per bird. So we discovered over the last four years 10000 fighting animals shipped just to the U.S. territory of Guam in the Western Pacific. So this is a small island of 170,000 people, much larger venues for cockfighting in Vietnam, the Philippines, Thailand, certainly Mexico, a bunch of other Central American countries. So we discovered 10,000 birds coming from cockfighters in the States to Guam, and we began to investigate the background of those people, determine that they are knee-deep in almost just one of 25 destinations where they sent fighting animals. The other 24 pretty, pretty much are other countries. 
And we began to work with Congressman Mike Quigley from Chicago, and he has a senior position on the Federal Appropriations Committee that oversees the U.S. Post Office. And we asked him to take a look at this issue. He's done so. He led a letter with 35 other members of Congress urging the U.S. Postal Service to take a look at what's going on because those 10,000 birds that were shipped to Guam all went in boxes coming through the U.S. Postal Service. So I get it why it's hard to regulate that, because how can you differentiate between agriculture and something illegal activities? So what are ways that you're recommending? How do you differentiate between the two? For most agriculture purposes, chickens are simply different breeds. They look totally different. Laying hens are totally different from the broiler birds, which are the meat birds. And they look nothing like the cockfighting roosters, which are different breeds. So it's like the difference between a dachshund and a, and a German shepherd or a Labrador retriever. They look totally different. And if you're using animals in agriculture, you're mainly using and transporting females. And the, the trade for agriculture use for chickens is mostly chicks, the newborns. So you're not really shipping animals long distances because the, the animals are simply not that valuable. It's only in cockfighting where you would be shipping these large adult birds ready for fighting. And we're really recommending that the Postal Service and the Postal Inspection Service, which is the law enforcement arm, really begin to look into the background of the shippers. When you see them advertising fighting birds, when you see them having a cockfighting complex with 3,000 birds tethered to a little A-frame hut or to a barrel on their farms because the birds have to be kept apart because they will attack each other, that contrasts with chickens raised for meat or eggs, or these are flock animals, and they interact with one another. When you see the profile of the people on both ends of the transaction, the shipper and the receiver, and that these are adult birds of this particular breed, those are all telltale signs. And it's a federal felony under United States law to ship animals for fighting through the U.S. mails. Oh, this should be a slam dunk. This sounds really easy. You're right. Uh, mailing adult animals and then tying them up so they don't attack each other sounds pretty blatant exactly what this is. How come it's not stopping, though? I think that until... Our organization, Animal Wellness Action, really began to focus attention on the enforcement side. It was an out of sight, out of mind. Like you said earlier in our discussion, that we're not having touches with it. We've got busy lives. That's the same for law enforcement. They, you know, were dealing with drug crimes and crimes of violence and the whole range of, of other criminal behavior and not thinking so much about animal cruelty. We began to point them uh, in the right direction and to provide a preponderance of evidence to show that there is a really brisk global trafficking of fighting animals. But there are issues. The Postal Service basically just can't just start opening packages and boxes. They have to have search warrants, due process issues, and proper search and seizure uh, laws that exist. So they're going to need to do some diligence and get a little bit beneath the surface here to try to interdict these shipments. But I estimate we may be shipping several hundred thousand animals a year to the territories and to other countries from the United States for fighting purposes. Besides animal fighting being illegal, are there any other dangers involved with this that people should be aware of? Animal fighting, whether dog fighting or cock fighting, is typically associated with a wide range of other criminal conduct. And it makes sense if you're willing to break the law when it comes to illegal animal fighting, you probably don't 
uh, see too many barriers to breaking other laws. So there's always illegal gambling involved. This is not regulated by the state. The state has no take on the action, which it does if you're talking about horse racing or casino gambling or other forms of gambling, not authorized by the state in any capacity. It's also a violent venue, and people are being thrilled by the bloodletting and the attacking of the animals, the setting upon the animals on one another. And it's not too big a leap there to have human-on-human violence at these cockfights. There are shoot vengeance acts against people in the in this world. And then we often see narcotics trafficking tied in, and occasionally you see a, a wide range of other illegal activities at some of the major pits like chop shops, prostitution rings, and the like. So if people want to help with this cause and really want to push it out there, what can we do as constituents to, to get this out there more so people are aware that this stuff needs to come down? I think thanking your lawmakers for being involved and asking them to do more, especially to prod law enforcement agencies that are funded, you know, typically by by lawmakers. Congressman Quigley, right there in Chicagoland, has been leading on these animal welfare issues and trying to crack down uh, on this activity. We need other lawmakers to join him. And then I think it's important to become part of an organized group that's trying to attack, so to speak, an animal wellness action, which people can find at animalwellnessaction.org, is a way for you to get alerts and and be part of a larger effort to root out this practice and to bring people who are, you know, violating our dog fighting and cock fighting laws to justice. We just can't tolerate it. We don't want to see people go to jail. We want people to have their freedom. But if they violate the laws knowingly, If they persist, even though they're told to stop over and over again, then the law has to speak. That's why we have civil society rules. That's why we have enforcement agencies. They're there to enforce the law when people violate the law. Wayne, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. And for those listening, does Animal Wellness Action have any social media stuff that they can follow? Yes, people can go to Facebook or Twitter and find us at Animal Wellness Action. You can go to our website and get to the Twitter and Facebook outlets as well. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear more? Head to WGNRadio.com for exclusive content by Mason. Also, follow Mason on Facebook and Twitter at Mason Vera Payne, that's all one word, and don't forget to share the show with your friends.